0: So let me
1: introduce you to Brian, B-R-Y-A-N. Welcome on into Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Jimmy and Derek. We are back for yet another interview. We've been at a great line of some, some awesome guests coming on, and today is no different. Uh, we got with us another drummer. We got Brian from Denver. Is that correct, Brian? Yes. Who was on stage with the Killers a, a few gigs ago, a few months ago. He's from Denver, but was part of the Austin show. All right. Well, let's uh, just start out. Um, kind of like, what's, what's your background with the Killers? When did you become a fan? And how did you get into the band?
0: Uh, so, when I was a kid, we had this stereo at my parents' house, we just play different music. So, my dad was playing the Killers and Read My Mind was on. I was like in grade school. I liked the song. And to this day, it's one of my favorite Killer songs, that Miss Atomic Bomb, which wasn't out back then. But I was like, this band's pretty cool. And I think we heard Spaceman too. So, I checked out more of their stuff as I got older, started getting into playing and it's actually kind of a sad start to how I got into the band. I thought about going to the Battleborn show in Denver or Broomfield, and I just didn't, and I regretted it ever since. So what ended up happening is when I saw they were playing Wallapalooza in Chicago, I had some cousins out there, so I hit them up and was like, hey, can I stay with you? And if I go to the show, they're like, sure. So I go out there, and I saw that show, and from then on, I was hooked. So
1: how many shows have you been to
0: six and I'm going to number seven in St. Louis in March.
1: Nice. So what was it about uh, this show that made you or er, try to get on stage or have you tried before and not got on to play?
0: So I actually was going to three shows, this tour run. And so at my third show, which was in Auckland, New Zealand, I was living there at the time in 2018, this girl, Amy, got pulled up to play drums. And I was like, man, this is actually pretty cool. And then I heard about the guy in Wellington who did it the next night. And he was one of my, one of the tracks I practiced to. So I was like, what if I learned the song and try this? I mean, I already played guitar and a little bit of drums. So I, over the years, I just learned the song. Obviously the tour got delayed, but when the tickets came out, I was like, let's, I'm going to do everything I can to get up there. So I got tickets to Denver, Houston, Austin, and Fort Worth. Houston got canceled and I decided to refund it instead of go in March. So three shows. Figured I'd get there real early and give it a shot. Like Derek said, we've interviewed a couple other drummers before, but I understand your story is a little bit different. Can you tell us about uh, what happened the first time you tried and and how you were oh, really yeah. successful? So I show up to Denver pretty early in the morning, make a day of it. I took the day off work. Uh, I think I was number four in the building. I have my sign, Killer Drummer, ready to play. And I got that sign idea like during COVID, I was just sitting around thinking about it and figured... It's better. I figure it's going to be a good sign. It's like a lot of the signs are like, hey, can I play drums? And I'm like, this is confident. It's witty. And it's to the point. So I bring that. I tell everyone line what I'm trying to do. I helped like give out our numbers in the line, like first come first serve. So we get in there and it's the night after that Mammoth Salt Lake show. (laughs) Uh, It was right in front of Brandon's mic. I put the sign up. I hold it like over the barricade the whole time. And he sees it a couple times. We try to get his attention, but later in the show, he just looks, he's like, no. And then he looks later and he's like, sorry. So I was like, and then Tom and Tyler, the two guys that go to every show, they're like, Hey, don't take it personal. He's probably just tired and they're not doing that every show. I was like, all right, right, we'll, we'll try it again in Austin. It was like a great show, but I was like, it's like a sports player has a really good game, but their team loses the game. That's how I felt.
1: And so you pack up and go to Austin. Do you keep the same sign or do you, you change some things up?
0: So it was interesting. So each of the three venues had different rules about what size sign you could bring in. So I had a shirt printed that said the same thing. I brought that because Austin was like, they said no signs, but I kind of figured that if I brought a real small one in my pocket and the shirt, no one really cared. They didn't. So I brought that and then I had the smaller sign that said the same thing as well. And on the back of it, I wrote Denver. I struck through it. Then I wrote Austin question mark drum reasons. So on the barricade I had the shirt and then above it with one hand, I had the same spot, Brandon's mic above it with one hand. I held the sign with the Denver Austin side up. So he saw both.
1: So, so what happened? How, walk us through that experience from, uh, from, Coming disappointment, not disappointment, but just kind of didn't go quite the way you wanted to. Mm. Uh, Brandon's gonna call you up on stage and you're
0: gonna drum with the band. So I get there really early and I was actually first in line, but then someone else shows up who I met. We went out to the bar the night before, little group. She brought donuts and I was like, Okay, you're bringing donuts. And she was there before and she had left, and I was like, Okay, you get the number one. So. We just get to talking then too. So we just talk about the show she'd been to. Her name was Leslie. And she said at that Auckland show that I went to, she was there too. And she helped Amy get up on stage. And she was like, we're going to help you tonight. (laughs) So I figure, okay, maybe the band's like fresh off a break, time with their family. Maybe it'll happen. I felt more relaxed because I knew how Denver went. And I was just like, I know the system. So then the whole crew shows up. And we're just chatting in line. Then it was cool because Tori, the backup singer, came by, and I was just really excited to show her my sign. My sign, she's like, "Oh, it's super cool. I hope you get it." And uh, doubt that did anything, but it was just kind of cool to meet someone from the band. And I was like, "All right, yeah." So we get in there, and we line up in the barricade. So me and Adam plays. That was cool. Johnny plays. Then a lot of people in the line knew I was trying to do this too. So I had like 15 people around rooting for me. So they come up. I hold the shirt. I think during interlude, I see Ronnie read it. So I was like, okay, good start. And then it was like during smile or shot where Brandon, he looks at me with this grin on his face. And it's just, I'm like froze up locked in that eye contact for a second. I'm like, okay, he, maybe he's in a better mood tonight. I don't know. (laughs) So then Middle of the show, he's like, All right, what's next? And then we're just like saying reasons. And I mean, obviously, that's not where it comes up. So get over to like through dying, breathe, and then caution. And Tom, he just slaps me on the wrist and he's like, You need to hold your shirt up now. So <laughs> I hold it like this and wave it all through caution. Then that's over. I'm like, All right. So I see him go talk to Ronnie, and everyone is just like, screaming and pointing at me and he almost had this look like oh what's why are there so many people so many of you and so he goes up to the mic and then he reads what my shirt says killer drummer ready to play and then he's like we already have a killer drummer and i almost it's easy it's an easy joke but i almost didn't process it at first i just kept waving the sign and then he's like should we let this guy play and at that point i'm like okay I think I got this. Okay. So then I just show it to the crowd, and he's like, "All right, come on." And then I jump the barricade. And then Leslie, Gary, there were two people who are instrumental in helping get me noticed. they said my face just turned white and like just drained <laughs> of color. And I remember walking up there, like I'm walking down that little pathway between the barricade and the stage, and I'm just thinking, "Well, this is it." So I get over the side of the stage. I put my shirt on, the drummer shirt, because I wore a shirt underneath. And once I got up on stage, I felt pretty good.
1: So you've been practicing for a while. Did it just all kind of, because uh, we've talked to some drummers that kind of took them a second to process. Some people just went straight into it. Um, <clears throat> what was your experience? Was it just like being in the basement practicing? Or did you see the crowd and kind of say, this is a little more uh, serious than what I was thinking?
0: Well, I mean, it's going to be a little more serious because you're playing with your idols. And I know it's like in front of all those people. I knew it wasn't going to be the same as just practicing at the studio. I actually ended up playing better than any run through I had done so far. And I did do a lot of practicing. And I was I heard the track and I was just like, wow, I'm so happy it went this way. And like, I want to do a good job for the band, too. But it was nice because the drum set was set far enough back where it wasn't like, I saw all these people staring me in the face. I saw them like between the gap of the symbols, but I also knew the crowd was on my side. So that just made me more comfortable to be in front of everyone.
1: Were you nervous at all? Because sometimes Brandon will say, you know, are you from here or, or whatever. And when you're saying that you're, you're from a couple of States away, were you afraid that might say, well, let's let's find somebody local or we're not going to do it tonight or
0: anything like that cross your mind at all? As much as I hate to admit it, I was considering just saying I'm from Texas if he asked that. I'm really glad he didn't. (laughs) I think he recognized me at the other show and he's like kind of like that guy who tried twice at uh, was it Falkirk? And I figured, okay, maybe he's just gonna let me. So I was, I did definitely cross my mind and I was hoping I wouldn't have too much competition, but I knew my sign was good and I knew that like he'd notice me did you notice any other signs there was one but Brandon didn't really acknowledge it at the Denver show was the only one but he was a little far back in his sign it was kind of one of those like can I play drums on reasons and I don't think he held it up as much as I did so I think I had a little bit of an advantage
1: yeah you definitely took the practice run before too so yeah, you so you had some of those guys on the front row telling you, "Hey, this is your cue." So
0: I mm-hmm.
1: definitely worked to your advantage um, while you're playing and stuff. Uh, was Ronnie standing by? We've heard some different things about Ronnie counting people in or uh, Brandon coming in and uh, kind of giving you some tips or anything along mm-hmm.
0: the way. Well, I'll kind of start by telling what I said when I got up there. Well, I'll get to that in a minute, but I spelled my name for him. But anyway, I went up to Ronnie then and I was just like, he gave me the sticks and I was like, Hey man, I've been practicing. I just wanted him to think that it wasn't going to be like, uh, I guess this was after, but the Miami situation. Well, I want to think like, okay, this guy at least knows the song. <laughs> and I sat down, I did a little fill just to get a feel for the kit. Like that one guy Alec did from Utah. So I look at Brandon, I'm looking at Brown, like nodding my head. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And He kind of dragged it out. I mean, you know him, great showman. And I was almost like anxious, like, let's go already. So he was like, you know, all the stops. Like, yeah, I got it. And then he's like, there's a lot of people here. And I was like, my mind thing, that's part of the deal. And then, yeah, he starts playing, click my sticks. And then I know the part where I have to come in on the hi-hat symbol with the kick drum, one deep breath. So he counts me in for that. And then Ronnie points to me. I didn't actually see it till I watched the video, but he points to me when I like start coming in on the drums. He stayed there for a little bit, but then he went and did some vocals. So he kind of saw, he's like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. I'll go do my thing.
1: So afterwards, what, what's the feeling afterwards? You just nailed it. Uh, Euphoria. You've, you've traveled. Uh, did you get the picture and everything?
0: Oh yeah. I got, I got a lot of things. I got the sticks. Obviously I got the picture. I dragged Ronnie up for that one too. So I got with Brandon and Ronnie and then someone named Karen, who was in the line for the pit said, why don't you try to get a marker in and sign your drummer shirt? And I wouldn't have thought of that. So after we got the picture, I got my shirt signed and that's when Brandon asked me, like, where are you from? and yeah. i said please don't be mad but i'm from denver but you didn't play it there so i came here and he wasn't he just laughed he was like i was tired in denver i guess because of the salt lake show yeah. yeah yeah but it was a great moment and gave him a hug i think i said like love you man or something like that did i like made the most of the moment but obviously didn't want to linger like too long on stage
1: so when you go back, uh, back to your your standing section there, and that group that got you up, how were
0: how were you received? What happened when you got back with all the oh. people? Well, Matt, the security guard, he gave me a fist bump because like before Johnny came on, I like showed him the shirt too. He was talking to Tom because they just know each other from all the shows. Matt kind of scoffed a little bit or laughed. He was like, "Huh, good luck," and then he was like all smiles. He's like, "Hey, you did it!" and he gave me a fist bump. Every, I gave everyone high fives going down the barricade, gave Tom a hug because him and I been, I've been talking his ear off about it for months. <laughs> and it, then I, I was just like, what just happened? Well, so when you when you first got up there, like you mentioned, you spelled your name out. The only reason I did it was because I didn't want him to say I was Ryan to the whole crowd. But that just kind of became the thing, like B-R-Y-A-N, Brian with a Y. I mean, I was all for that, lighten the mood a little bit.
1: Yeah, and make, it, make yeah. it even more unique, I think. So now you're Brian with a Y. You're kind of known mm-hmm. online as Brian with a Y. Uh, what yep. would you say to people that want to want to do this? Uh, we've had a few other people give their, their scenarios, but, I mean, you went to a couple shows. You, you struck out once, and then you hit a home mm-hmm. run. Yep. What, uh, what are some tips?
0: So I'd say going to at least two shows is really big you could do what I do and buy the VIP silver package. It is like a hundred extra dollars, but I knew that that was the thing that was going to get me right to the front and they could see my sign the whole time, hold it up the whole show and also have like a clever sign. The guy, Michael who played in Nashville had a great one. It was if destiny's kind, I'll play drums tonight (laughs) because those definitely get more attention. um, than just the ones that are going to be like, can I play drums or can I drum reasons? And that's how you got to stand out. So what's been the uh, your experience since the concert? It was very positive. I honestly think it's the coolest thing I've ever done. And just to be able to do that, like I like to live my life and go after what I want, but that is something that I was even in awe of myself that I got the opportunity. Everyone at the Austin show after I left, they were like, everyone wanted pictures. There's this one security guy who was like, trying to clear out that front area. Cause they have to clean up. He's like, everyone has to leave now. And then he sees me like, good job. Can I get your photo with you? <laughs> I just, yeah. And then I was up at Dallas or Fort Worth thing next night, a bunch of people recognized me and it was just so cool to bond with other fans over it. And there was one gal, Stephanie at Fort Worth. who played keys. She was the first woman to go up on stage with the killers. She'd done it at Fort Worth a couple years back. So and Oh, and there was this one guy, Caden, who played at Firefly last year, who I got to meet, who did it. So it was just cool to meet other people who I could share that experience with on that level, too. And band, drumming alumni yeah, association or something. <laughs> we got to get a group or something. But then I show it to my parents and my friends, and everyone was like, thought it was super cool. And it's just brought a lot of positivity my way.
1: So do you have a, a band or anything? Are you playing uh, drums anywhere else or?
0: I just play for fun. I'm a pilot. That's what I do. So, but I've always been into music, liked it. But this was cool because I was finally able to like showcase that talent and do something with it.
1: Yeah. Your pilot would explain how you can get around to some of these different shows then.
0: Yeah. I don't do airlines yet, but I definitely like know my way around travel. So I'll get there, but I'm grateful to have a job that's flexible with, let me take the time off to go see him.
1: So what's your plans going forward? Do you got more? Uh, uh, you said you had the one show. Are you going to try to hit a few more or uh, you hit another tour if they go out?
0: I'll do another tour, but I got a project right now, and it's to get them to play Miss Atomic Bomb in St. Louis. We got the kids that got them to do it in Detroit. That's the one like, favorite song I haven't heard live. So I got like three people bringing signs for it. We're going to be right up front, and we're really going to try to get Miss Atomic Bomb in St. Louis. Anything else about the killers or your experience that you want to share? Let's see. I mean, they're just a great group of guys. And like, they're really, here's one thing they're. I really love how they treat their fans. So this VIP thing, it allows people who want to invest and want to be right up front to do that. I'm also a big Springsteen fan and he didn't have that. So he has a lottery for his pit. And if I were going to him, I would have never been able to do this. So I really like the killers care about their fans in that way. Oh, and one more thing. So I brought a little sign to Dallas or Fort Worth that said, thanks, Brian. And then the Y was in a different color. And Brandon saw it during Fire and Bone and kind of gave me a little wave.
1: Oh, cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. If anyone wants to contact me, my email is the best way. I have my social media stuff fairly buried for work, so. Yeah, if you want to put that in there, Brian Mitchell, 0923 at gmail.com. Yeah, if anyone like has any questions about how to drum or just kill, wants to talk killers, love to hear from you. I'm Brian with The Y, and that's another episode of Lonely Town.